Thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending part of your weekend with us. I know you didn't have to be here this morning. Um, you chose to be here. You listened to God's prompting to be here this morning. Again, I believe God directed our footsteps. Even those listening online this morning, God directed your footsteps because he has something for you this morning. If you hear nothing from me, awesome. Listen to the heart and the voice of God. Now, after Easter, the common thing to do is to go into a, a, a series on the Holy Spirit leading up to Pentecost. I, I, I was going back and forth, and this is where as I was studying and praying over the last few days and, and really trying to figure out, am I forcing this? Is this something that God wants us to talk about? Does he want me to mention this? I started wondering, am I taking enough time studying? Or am I so busy doing stuff with ministry, so busy doing stuff with this church, so busy meeting with people, so busy talking to people, that I'm not taking enough time for me? How many of y'all feel like that right now? Life is just busy. And it doesn't seem like you can catch up. It seems like you're always overwhelmed. There's never enough time in a day. Well, there's a story I was reading, as I, and I could relate to this story from another pastor. He said, one Sunday evening following the worship service, a dear lady, a person who loved and cared for, the, for her pastor, said to me, Pastor, I can hear the dipper banging against the bottom of the bucket. It was her way of admonishing me to not neglect my time in the Word and with the Lord. My pitcher was empty and she knew it. See, my question for you today is, what about your life? Is your bucket empty? Is your dipper hitting the bottom of the bucket because you're running on empty because it seems like you're always trying to do stuff? And, and it can be good stuff. Like I said, for me, it was a realization, and that's why I have to thank Gary and, and Linda for sending me home because nothing I was doing there was wrong. But did I need to be there? And Gary's like, no, go home and get ready for tomorrow. And so for me, it was a time, and, and Christy was working, so it was for me a time to go home to an empty house with nothing. Now, I kind of knew that day was coming because the day before I was at the building and I had worship going and I was praying and me and God were just having a great time. I was just praying for the anointing on our building, for the Holy Spirit to just take over our building and, and it was just awesome time. You know, tears and everything else, God and me are just having a great time. But my picture can get empty if I, if I get busy with stuff. And so I have to take time. See, everything going on in the world and our lives right now makes us feel weary. And it doesn't matter what it is. Again, if, it's not, if we're not plugging in, we're missing the boat. And God has really told me, said, guess what? We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, but I want to talk about the power you receive from the Holy Spirit. And we are going to take the next four weeks leading up to Pentecost talking about the Holy Spirit, praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, praying for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon us. And so as I was studying for this, I came across John 7, 37, and 39. And, it, and I came across this last night. So you guys are getting to hear what me and God talked about last night as I'm trying to prepare this message. And I think I did put it on the screen, so it should come up on the, on the screen. Um, and it starts off and says, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the Scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Now in a commentary it says, when he, was, when he said living water, he was speaking of the Holy Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not entered into his glory. 
See, what Jesus is speaking, I think, to the church today, and what Jesus is speaking to the world, and what he was speaking to these people back then, were people who were spiritually dry. They had a lot of knowledge. They knew what they should do, but they're not doing it. And Jesus is saying, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling empty, if you're feeling defeated, if you're feeling worn out, if you're tired of going through the motions of religion, come to me, and I will fill you with living water. I will fill you with the Holy Spirit. I will let the, I will, I will, and basically, again, I'm not going to, and we'll, we'll talk about this more next week. There's two separate spots where John talks about this Holy Spirit. One, it says he breathed on the disciples, received the Holy Spirit, salvation, indwelling of the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, we see them all sitting together, praying in one accord, calling out to God, God, you're in charge. God, we love you. The Holy Spirit baptized them to empower them to go out and reach the world. See, there's a salvation baptism and there's an empowering baptism. I want us to receive, anyone who's here this morning that's accepted Christ, you've received the salvation baptism. I want you all to experience the Holy Spirit baptism that says, I'm going to empower you to reach the world. That's the power I'm talking about this morning. I'm not talking about the power to be a good person. Because guess what? None of you are good. The Bible tells us that. None of you are righteous. It says God looked throughout the whole world and couldn't find anybody faithful. And, and God's saying, guess what? I want to give you this Holy Spirit. I want to baptize you with the Holy Spirit to give you the power because this is too big. This is too hard. You cannot do it on your own. And so as I was sitting there praying and, I, and, and I'm talking to God and, I, and I'm, I'm looking over what I, want to, what I want to talk about, see what is possible, and I think this is what's happened in a lot of places today, is when it comes to the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, it's possible to go to extremes. Just like we have extremes for conservatives or liberals, we can have extremes when it comes to the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. However, despite of our fear of one extreme or the other, we must not let that stop us and devoid us of the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. See, I've seen the Holy Spirit used wrong. I've seen it misrepresented. I've also seen people who say you shouldn't want nothing to do with that because that's from the devil. Now honestly, and I will talk about this later on, but speaking in tongues is, is a huge doctrinal issue in some places. When people find out that I pray in tongues, then I'm, I'm speaking to the devil because that's what they've been taught. I want us to clearly look at what does the Bible say about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the initial physical evidence, but also the fruit of the Spirit that goes with it. Because I had a really neat talk one time with a dude who sold windows. I know, you never thought you'd talk about Jesus with a guy who sells windows, but you come to my house, we're going to talk about Jesus. And we sit and we're talking about it. And he goes, I love the, I love the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the thought process of the Holy Spirit, but you know, it's, it's, it's taken to extremes in some points. Where's the fruit of the Spirit in their lives? And then he goes, I also go to this church over here. And they're all about the fruit of the Spirit, but they don't have the power behind it. How do we marry the two together? How do we take the fruit and the power and put it together to multiply what God's doing? See, that's what we're trying to do. We're not saying this is better than this or this is better than this. I want you all to receive. And Paul says, you know, I, I, I wish you all would speak in tongues. I speak in tongues more than any of you people. But I wish you all would prophesy. I wish you all would have the power. And I'm, I'm going to read a verse later on. An email actually started the church on, on this initially. but said, guess what? I'm going to preach not with words of wisdom or, or man's wisdom, but with the power that comes from God. See, we need the power. And that comes from God. It's not us. So we can have a great building. It's not the power of God. 
Now, the power of God will show up. We see it all over in the Bible where, where his, tra- his train just fills, fills the temple. You know, that's, that's my prayer for our church, that his train just fills our temple. It fills our, our building. And when people walk in or walk by it, they just get slapped upside the head, including me when I walk in. See, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we need to understand that the 21st century, we need to remind people that the purpose and the power of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is to move the church forward to reach the world. It's not for us. See, the problem we have in the 21st century church, and we were actually talking about it a little bit this morning, is instead of singing, Holy Spirit, breathe on me, we're saying lights, camera, action. It's performance. It's trying to stir human emotion. And I want God to reach deep inside of you and mess with you today because of who He is. And I can guarantee there will be nothing better you've ever felt. See, I don't want lights, camera, action. I, want, I serve a great God, I serve an extravagant God, and I serve a creative God. And yes, our creativity, we will let loose. The church should lead the way in music, in all arts, because our God is the creator of everything. We shouldn't try to emulate the world. We should make the world want to emulate us and what we're doing. And so that's where we want to go to. So today, as I talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, in the Old Testament, we see the power of the Spirit working on just numerous occasions. It says the Holy Spirit one time came, gave Joseph skill to rule over Egypt. The Spirit gave Joshua military power. One time the Spirit gave two unknown men the power to work their crafts for the temple. We see the Holy Spirit gave words to the prophets to speak prophetically over God's people. One time the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and gave him the power to lead him into victory with 300 men. In Judges chapter 14, 6, as hard as it is to believe, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson so he could tear a lion apart with his bare hands. 1 Samuel 10, 6, show the words of Samuel to Saul, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power and you will prophesy with them and you will be changed into a different person. That's my prayer this morning. That when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon us this morning, we are different people. See, I watched this quick clip last night when I got home, and this is what kind of caused me to go this direction. I got a Facebook notification and an upcoming video from Tony Evans. And Tony Evans starts talking about that. We, we walk to the beat of a different drummer. We should be out of step with the world. We shouldn't march to what the rest of the world is doing. We should be different. We should look different. We should act different. We should work different because we are different. We have the power of the living God living inside of us. In Luke chapter 1 in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is all over the place. He talks to Mary when she says, How will this be since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. See, when Jesus gave his life for our sins on the cross, the Bible says the Son of God was raised from the dead again and by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ our Lord. Before Jesus ascended to heaven, he promised his followers that he would send them the gift the Father had promised, the Holy Spirit. He said, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with the power from heaven. The same powerful Spirit available to all who believe in Jesus today raised Jesus from the dead. Do you live with that power? 
or do you live by what you see? How many of y'all can see the electricity turning these lights on? Y'all believe it's there? You believe in stuff that we can actually manufacture. But the Holy Spirit says, guess what? I will give you the power to live a life that will change history. And we doubt it. We don't let Him change us. Because the minute He starts changing us, He starts taking away who we think we are. And God's saying, no, I know who you are. I created you. I know who you need to be. Let my Holy Spirit work in you today. See, what happens too often is, as Christians, we put on our little work gloves and we take out our shovels and we say, I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to live the Christian life. And so we start working at it. We try to do it at our own strength. We strive, we fight, we battle. And then we wonder why it's not working out for us. I'm going to give you a clue today. It's not working out because it's not about what you can do. It's about what God's done and what God wants to do in you. See, the Christian life was never meant to be lived under your own strength. It was meant to be lived under the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's where we need to go. See, when you look at Acts chapter 1, Jesus has already died. He's already raised from the dead. And I'm going to look it up here so I don't screw it up. Maybe. I don't hit the wrong button. Um, go, just go to um, Acts chapter 1 for me real quick. We're going to break it down a little bit. But you look in chapter 1, and he says, and I'm going to jump to, to verse 3. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said in verse 4, Don't leave Jerusalem. Wait till the Father sends the gift I had promised you. John baptized you with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 8 it says, the, the gift of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, as a church, we have to remember it starts in our Jerusalem. Our Jerusalem, your Jerusalem is your jobs, your families, your circle of influence is your Jerusalem. Judea and Samaria, in, in regular terms, can be your neighbors, can be your extended family, can be jobs you used to have, can be other things. To the ends of the earth, yes, we support missionaries. Why? Because we, first off, Jesus says he's not going to return until everyone has heard. Well, sadly, I think there's 42% of the world that have never heard of Jesus. I was, I was listening to one guy speak in one of our sectional meetings. There's like still like 7,000 indigenous groups who have never heard a word. Actually have no access to a Christian. See, we take what we got for granted. These people can't even get a page of the Bible. They don't even get to run across the street and run into somebody who might be a Christian. That's how, that's how bad it is out there. And Jesus says, guess what? You're going to reach them. How many of y'all think you're going to reach them? There we, we got one of women. Okay, all you going to reach them. Get excited about that. You're going to reach people. You have no idea who you're going to affect by being who God's called you to be. So Jesus is telling us this morning that don't get, don't get in a rush. 
wait for God to show up and, and baptize you. I can remember back in the day, we used to have Sunday night services that went on for days. I mean, we'd be there for hours. We'd sit at the altar for hours. Now, people worried about their roast in their oven. Or, wait a minute, I got family stuff. Jesus, don't come back today because it doesn't meet my schedule. I can't be there today. Sorry, God. Yeah, okay. This is me, remember. This is what me and God are talking about. I'm not talking about you. You know, I was joking with somebody one time. I told them, and I'm like, you know, there's a lot of Christians I think they're going to miss the rapture. Why? Because it just doesn't fit in their schedule. Nope, God, sorry. I'm too busy today. Don't show up today. We can't get so busy and weary with life that we miss what God's doing. And I could be at the church working and miss what God's doing. So we need to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So today what we're going to do quickly is I want to take today and just talk about four qualities that the power of the Holy Spirit wants to give to all believers. Okay, the first one, the first power the Holy Spirit is going to give you is He's going to give you the power to share Christ boldly. As I was just talking with Emil this morning, talked about going over to St. Stephen, going in and talking to people, sharing, sharing about Jesus. See, now, they'd never seen a Protestant, as he said. There are people who have seen no one like you. No one like you who is saved. So become who God's called you to become. 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5 said, And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you, could, you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. I love that with Paul. Now you've got to remember, Paul did a lot of things. He would walk by people, they'd get healed. You know, he was planting churches all over the place. First, I mean, first church planter. You know, he's just doing, he's in chains, he's getting beaten, he's getting stoned. And yet, he said, guess what? I, and at one time, you know, he goes, I could, I could brag about my, his, I, my lineage. You know, I, I got the wisdom. You know, I learned all this stuff. But honestly, none of it means nothing. Why? Because I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And so I want, I'm going to preach and I'm going to preach with the power of God. In other words, I'm going to show up so God can show off. And so when you go to your jobs, when you're talking to people, the Holy Spirit wants to give you the boldness to share what He has for you to say, and then you get to watch God show off. How many of you have ever been talking to somebody and all of a sudden a verse just pops into your head out of nowhere that you don't ever remember reading? And you just go, bleh, spit it out. And it's like, whoa, that was... I've done that with my kids. I'm like, that's preachable right there, what I just said. I'm going to have marked that. And I always forget what I said. Because it was God giving me some words that they needed to hear, but I'm thinking about it and I say it and I'm like, oh, that is good. I'll write that one down. Um, see, that's what the Holy Spirit does. As we remain sensitive to Him, He gives us the boldness to share the words that need to be said. See, we got to quit telling people what we think we want them to hear and share the love Christ has for them that they need. And that's what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Now, if you jump a little farther down into Acts 4, and this is, I, I, I love this, Let's go to verse 13 quick. It says, now Peter and John at this point got arrested. Okay? They went to, remember, they went to the gate beautiful because they were going to church because that's what they did. They went to church whenever it was open. 
I remember doing that, so don't, don't, yeah, don't, I'm not saying do that. But they, they're going, and this beggar's sitting there and says, hey, I need some money. And they say, silver and gold have I none. Stand up in the name of Jesus and walk. And they reach down and stand him up, and he walks away. Now, you want to talk about gutsy. Next time the Holy Spirit prompts you and you see somebody sitting in a wheelchair to go pray for them, I want you to reach out your hand and say, I, can, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but Jesus told me I need to come pray for you. Stand up and walk. Are you willing to look like a fool to make God look, give glory to God? You want to see miracles happen, you've got to pray for miracles. You want to see miracles happen, you've got to be in the mud to get in it. See, we've got to start praying with boldness and start sharing with boldness. Because Peter and John now at this point says, the member of the councils were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training. They weren't trained in scriptures, but they recognized they had been with Jesus. Do people recognize when they see you that you've been with Jesus? See, that's the power I want. When I walk, I, you know, I was listening to this song. It's an older song, Show Me Your Glory. And it talks about, you know, I see the cloud and I want to step into that cloud of Moses at the mountain that Moses was in. I want my face to shine like Moses did when he met with God. That's the glory I want to carry with me when others see me. And that's only done by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's not going to be weird. Now, hear me real quickly. The extremes that go with it, there are weird things that come with it. But I do not want to shy away of the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit because of extremes, because the power is real. And we need it. And Peter and John are going through, and they say, Peter and John in verse 19 says, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. And so he goes on to say, and then they go on and they threaten him and say, we're going to beat you, throw you in prison, we're going to stone you, whatever it takes. And then here's what happened, and here's where it's cool, and here's where God just does things. It says, as soon as Peter and John were freed, they returned to the other believer, and they told him everything they said, we're going to get beaten. Yay! Y'all aren't excited about getting beaten? He says, but when, here's what they did when they heard it. They said, they lifted their voices together in prayer to God and said, O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, to see in everything in them, you spoke long ago through your Holy Spirit, through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. And he goes down and he says, they prayed for boldness. Now, nah, God, we ain't going to stop speaking. Bring it. Because no matter what they can do to us, pales in comparison to what you've done for us. He says, stretch out your hands with healing power, with miraculous signs and wonders that are to be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after this prayer, their meeting place shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached the Word of God with boldness. See, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do for us today. The second thing the power of the Holy Spirit gives us is He gives us power when we are weak. Romans 8.26 says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes with us for, with groanings, groans and words that we cannot express. 
How many ever had those times where God woke you up in the middle of the night and you don't know what to pray for? How many of y'all just started praying? How many of y'all just asked God, why you got me awake at 3 Can't you tell me what you want me to pray for? Why am I awake at 3 this morning? I have to get up in three hours to get ready for church, God. You know I got to preach this morning. Why do you have me up at 3.30 in the morning? He starts praying in tongues. The Holy Spirit will intercede for you. You start praying to God. Again, your words don't matter. You've got Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father like we discussed last week, praying for you right now. See, God goes on to say in, through Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. See, Paul just got through whining about the thorn in his side. Or kicking the goads. He just got through whining. And he comes up with, guess what? God says, my strength is made perfect in your weaknesses. Paul's complaining. God, take it away. And I think we do too. God, take away this problem. Take it away. Make everything better. Make me happy. Make my life easier. Make it about me, 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 me. And God's coming back and saying, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weaknesses so that the power of Christ can rest on you. See, for when I am weak and when I'm not, I don't know what to say Sunday mornings, God can show up. You go into the Beatitudes and you read in the message version of the Beatitudes, I love it. It says, when you come to the end of your rope, that's exactly where you're going to meet Jesus. See, that's, we need, some of us need to get to the end of ourselves so we can understand where God begins. The third thing he, the Holy Spirit gives us power for is to have hope in a hopeless world. We live in a world today that is in chaos. There's not much hope. There's not much that people can agree on. And so we need to plug into the power of the Holy Spirit because we need to have hope when there is none. When we don't see hope, when we're looking at everything going on in the world and our heart is breaking, we have to remember we have the hope of the world living in us. See, Romans 15.13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. And when you trust in Him, you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, we have to learn to trust God even in the circumstances we don't recognize, even in the things we don't understand. We have to learn to trust Him. See, so many people have limited hope. The hope we have is the hope of rivers of living water flowing through us and overflowing in us that wants to spill out on those around us. We have to stop hoarding it to ourselves. We have to stop hoarding it to an hour on Sunday morning or an hour and 15 minutes. We have to start, stop hoarding it to our 20 minutes we might do in the morning when we read our devotionals. We have to let that living water flow through us and give hope to others. See, our hope is unlimited. When we put our hope in our jobs, when we put our hope in people, when we put our hope in our circumstances, when we put our hope in our friends, it's limited. But we serve an unlimited God. See, if you find out that someone you love is sick, Continue to pray and hope that God 
heals them. If you know somebody who's struggling with addiction, continue to pray and hope that God releases them. See, we have the hope of the world. We put our hope in God. The promise of the resurrection is the eternal glory of God showing in and through us. Those who hope in anything else other than God have a limited hope and and really at the end of the day have no hope. And so we have the hope that Scripture says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. And so it can overflow through the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, my prayer, you go out and you get out into public and you go to the restaurant or you go out to the grocery store, you get someone wet. Because they came near you because you met with God and you let God fill you today with the power of rivers of living water. The fourth thing, as we get ready to wrap up, the power of of the Holy Spirit that He wants to give you is He wants you to experience all the fullness of God. Ephesians 3.16-19 says, I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, he will, he will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will go down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand all as as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. See, if you've ever wondered, is there more to Christianity? If you've ever wondered that there's got to be more to Christianity than just don't do this and do this. The answer is yes. There is so much more. There is the reality of the constant presence of God. See, we can walk with the presence, but we need the power of the Holy Spirit overshadowing us to walk in that presence. See, if we want the peace that surpasses all understanding, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal that peace to us. And that's found in the fullness of God and it's found in the forgiveness of the cross and it's found in the name of Jesus. As we, as we are filled with the, with the Holy Spirit, here's what He will do for you. He manifests the fruit of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace and patience, and kindness and goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That is a promise from God that you can be led by the Spirit wherever you go. See, we walk by faith, not by sight. If we looked at the world around us, we would see a lot of junk. But I've been asking God to change my perspective so I can see what He sees. So I can do what He needs me to do. See, I could be like everybody else and say, well, this part, this part of my life sucks. I, I, I can't think about that right now and about God's goodness because I'm dealing with this. And see, we need to switch our perspective because, with the power of the Holy Spirit and say, guess what? Because I'm walking through this, He's walking with me and I can make it through. 
I may not see the victory yet, but He's already declared the victory. See, we need to learn to trust God. When we're rooted and established in His love, what happens to a tree when that root grows down into the ground? Winds come, storms come, and they stand. That's the rooted in in God's love that He's talking about here. And that comes from going to church. It comes from praying together. It comes from praying. It comes from reading the Word. It comes from doing life together, from getting together. And the power of the Holy Spirit living through you will drive you deeper down into God's love so you can remain secure so that no matter what comes, you can withstand any storm. Not alone, but because you have others with you as well. So this morning, we're going to take a moment to finish up this morning. Sean's going to come up and play a song called um, Holy Spirit. And, and I want to take a few moments this morning to let you call on Him. There's a verse, and I forgot to write it down in here, but it popped into my head last night that says, you being evil know how to give your kids good gifts. How much more does a loving Father not want to give you the Holy Spirit if you just ask? So this morning, that is my prayer for you, that you ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to wash over you, to, in, to live in you, to overpower you. See, call on Him and watch your strength grow. Call on Him and watch your comfort grow. Call on Him and watch, you, watch Him guide you. Watch Him counsel you. He wants to be your intercessor. He wants to pray for you. He wants to empower you and He wants to see you live a life that you're incapable of living on your own to bring glory to God to change history. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit is. We don't need the extremes. We just need Him. And we will break down, like I said, we're going to look more into this as we go through. But real quick, actually, I wrote this down and and we're going we're gonna to pray this real quick. I'm going to have you all stand up at the end because we'll finish off with this song. But just pray this after me this morning. Say, Holy Spirit, would you fill us? Would you touch us? Would you move freely in this place? Would you empower me as an ordinary person to live an extraordinary life? a spirit-filled life? Would you rule and reign in my life? Help us to overcome our flesh and surrender fully to your power that we may please you and live for you in every way. Amen.